My bed is a spaceship, the Globus. By Dr. Nick Krasner, narrated by Luke O'Neill. Chapter 1 Space Fighter Orange Pickling pickles, Space Fighter Orange. You've one shot to save the world. Mars Tastic Commander, I'm on it, Curtis replied into his spaceship's two-way radio. Though he was only ten, Curtis was the best space fighter in the whole fleet. He ruffled his thick, curly ginger hair, and kissing his Space Fighter Orange name badge for luck, he pulled back sharply on his joystick. The fighter accelerated up towards the red surface of Mars, and Curtis was thrown back into his chair. A whole array of multicolored lasers was being fired towards him from Mars's red mountains. He spun the craft and directed a force field to the front. He held his breath as the powerful lasers missed by inches. Oh, pickling pickles, Mars mice to your right, crackled the two-way radio. Curtis looked straight at the huge spaceships that were as red as Mars' surface with their huge tails that were shooting nuclear missiles at him. There must have been a hundred of these mice-like ships and they were closing in on him. A thousand pickly missiles all locked on, the voice from his two-way radio said nervously. Pull away, Curtis, or you'll be in a real pickle. No, I came here to save the Earth and by Jupiter I will. Curtis maneuvered his craft upwards and then accelerated in a circle. What the pickle are you doing? Curtis did not reply. He continued circling as the missiles zoomed towards him and were seconds away. He accelerated even more and made smaller and smaller circles. As the first missile touched the bright orange metal of his spaceship, a strange thing happened. All the dust from the planet got sucked into a giant tornado that Curtis had created. The missiles, including the one about to enter the spaceship, were pulled in also. Curtis zoomed out of the tornado and watched the missiles circling around before catapulting out of the tornado and exploding into the Mars mice. There were huge purple and red explosions that shook Curtis's craft so much that he had to hold on tight to the joystick. Otherwise, he would have been blown into another galaxy. Curtis then bombed to Mars's surface towards a massive pyramid of stone that was larger than the whole of London. Standing on the top of this pyramid was a huge man-like statue holding a staff that was taller than Nelson's column. He looked like a giant Egyptian pharaoh, except that he had the head of a shark, the body of an upstanding crocodile, and arms like broken sausages with meat dripping through the skin at the elbows. Surrender or you perish, Putrid Pong, Curtis warned over his loudspeaker. Putrid Pong raised his staff as high as he could and tried to swat Curtis out of the sky. Curtis was too quick for him and weaved around his attempts. Putrid Pong raised the staff again, but this time pointed it towards the sky. In the center of the staff was a diamond, which began creating a fat laser beam in the direction of Earth. Curtis had one missile left, and so concentrated really hard. He wiped the sweat off his forehead before aiming at the center of the diamond. He then pressed the trigger and held his breath. The missile hit dead center. The staff exploded 
and putrid pong began to melt in front of his eyes. Satantastic, Curtis exclaimed. Congratulations, Space Fighter Orange, you've unpickled the Earth again, came the voice over the two-way radio. Wait, putrid pong is trying to say something. Curtis moved closer to hear the last words of his melting foe. They were all muffled, and so he flew just inches above him. Repeat, Pong, he instructed. Curtis, it's time you went upstairs to do your homework. What? It's time you went upstairs to do your homework, his mum repeated. You and Grandpa have been playing long enough. Curtis then looked at his mum as she stood above him and his toys at the kitchen table in their house. Ah, Mum, it's not fair, he replied. Bedroom, she said, and Curtis stood up, shrugged his shoulders at his grandpa, and shuffled away. He stood by the door for a moment, and heard his mum ask his grandpa, Am I too hard on him? No, I think we both got carried away then. You don't want him to get into a pickle with his teachers, do you?